0: Welcome back to Calling All Sports. This portion of the show is brought to you by Corey Insurance, Dakota Beverage, Billion Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram, Hussett Speedway, the South Dakota Golf Association, and Corey and the Fireflies. And also by Arby's, and, uh, it, it's kind of cool what they have going on. They, they, we talk about this all the time. They bring back certain things on the menu and they do it on, on a seasonal basis or a every once in a while basis, which is what they've done with the Wagyu Burger. Uh, just came back a week and a half ago, about two weeks ago, and it's going to be back on the menu through Christmas. Uh, the new cheesy big bacon, a Wagyu beef blend burger with bacon, Swiss cheese, American cheese, lettuce, tomato, onions, pickles, and burger sauce on a toasted bun. How does that sound? Mm. And they've also got a strawberry shake back on the menu up through January. And uh, that's great news for sure. And, and get this. I never realized they had these. This is my favorite meal. Mac and cheese bites are going to be in the store through early 2024. That's a premium blend of four cheeses and noodles that are breaded and fried to crispy golden brown perfection. And I put ketchup on it. And I catch all kinds of grief from everybody at work for that, but that's, that mac and cheese with ketchup is my favorite meal. Curtis Riggs is our guest and we just talked to one of your former students, Chris Traveler.
1: Yeah he, yeah, he trained at the academy. I actually had uh, Chris and Karen Christian at the same time. I mean, how lucky was I? They, uh, they were phenomenal. Chris had one of the m- most impressive pro days I've ever seen, and I don't know if the scouts really comprehended what he was doing because they were so enamored with uh, Dallas Goddard, and I think Trey Pipkins was also there working out. And so they were really there to see those guys. And then Chris, you know, runs like a, a, four, three, 40 and had a 38 inch, 39 inch vertical and was amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's a great human and, and doing well
0: and a fun guy.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I'm, I'm guessing that
0: makes it more enjoyable for you when these guys that you're working with have that kind of a personality.
1: Oh, well, you know, the other thing about him, he and Karen both are, really intellectual players so when you get the guys that have so much god-given ability and then they can put it all together mentally too yeah that's that's where uh, it's a lot of fun
0: speaking of Tarrant his coach was Kim Nelson he announced yesterday he's resigning after 45 years as a high school coach and he's going to go into college and maybe help with some offensive stuff that sounds familiar uh, what do you what, what are your thoughts on what he brought to the game because he's like I believe is the all-time winningest 11-man coach in South Dakota. And, and Kim was always sort of ahead of the game when it came to offensive planning and schemes.
1: Yeah, I you know, Kim gave uh, myself and Kalen both our first coaching jobs. Um, so, you know, it was neat to see on Twitter a lot of coaches recognizing him given their opportunity. Well, that was us. He hired me at, at Washington. Um, uh, then Brent DeBoer called me and, and gave me a full-time job and coaching opportunity at Roosevelt. So I, I, left to go over there and Kim was like, well, do you know anyone? And I'm like, well, my roommate, you know, he's, he's pretty good and he's not doing anything. And, um, yeah, so Kalen went coach for him and, and, uh, um, so yeah, we're very thankful. And you're right. I mean, he was the first to kind of bring the fly sweep into South Dakota. I remember Dan Grossman running i mean no one knew he had the ball and he'd be on the edge before he even knew it quarterback like shad carney let's don't have him hand off every down let's let this guy throw it and um so yeah it, it's he's uh uh someone that loves to do the x's and o's and coach and and just develop players
0: No, i know you and kalen are best friends but does he fully realize how important you are to where he's at because had you not suggested to Kim Nelson to hire him, he wouldn't be where he's at today.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people in all of our paths that you look at and think, well, is that the defining moment or, you know, but, um, that, that's the, the, the one thing that introduced him right into football right away into coaching. Um, so yeah, yeah, I know Kalen's quick to recognize and point out that Kim was the first to give him a job and, um, you know, Kalen, he's always very appreciative, and um, so I'll, I'll see him tonight. And uh, I'm sure he's heard that Kim is is retired, but or resigned from Roosevelt. It's going to help at the college level a little bit, so he'll probably reach out to Kim.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he will. He's yeah, yeah, he's about as humble a guy as as it gets. I mean he 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 responds to texts at, at times that I I like really. I would well, have expected over, it to be three uh, days later. I,
1: yeah, I might have told you after the Oregon game, he had over 500 text messages. And this was only three hours after the game. Three hours after the game, and he had 500 text messages. And I bet by Sunday afternoon, he, he had responded to just about every single one of them. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I talked to the Seattle Times yesterday, and they, I told them that, that's one of the things that makes him so special is the relationships he builds and continues to carry on.
0: So you're name dropping here. You talked with Seattle Times. Um,
1: yeah, uh, they're doing an, they're doing an article on Kalen.
0: Well, yeah, and, I know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it was neat.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: how did they know about you guys?
1: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think maybe you know they wanted to talk to some of the people close to him, and he he might have given the, my name, but um, they they knew quite a bit about me, and then uh, quite a bit about you know people that. Are close around Kalen and Chuck and Grubb too. So kind of that whole connection and Kalen's path of where he's got to and and how he got there.
0: Yeah, I read a good article in the Seattle Times here a couple of weeks ago when it looked like Kalen might be headed for Texas A and M or at least going down there for interviews and was he was on their sh- very short list. Uh, and and I I thought they made a really good point and I was going to say something to Kalen but I just thought well. I'll wait unless if he see if he asks me. I was kind of relieved that they hired someone else because down there, winning at Texas A and M or Texas for that matter or Alabama, it's a life and death thing. Whereas where he's at, it's not that it's not important. It is, but you got all the other pro sports and stuff in Seattle that are a notch above in terms of importance of Washington Husky stuff, and it's to some degree you can kind of you know be in the shadows a little bit at least?
1: Yeah, you would think, but um, it really isn't. I mean, the, the Husky fans are the Husky fans, and they are um, 100% behind you, and when you're struggling or even things aren't going as well, they're going to point out the flaws. <laughs> I think the biggest difference is, you know, the amount of money. Yeah. And with the amount of money comes a tremendous amount of pressure and expectations which any coach that goes into the job's already putting on themselves. But the expectation is much faster. And you know, one of the things you look at, they, they haven't won a conference title, I think since the nineties, you know, and if they're spending all this money, what they're getting the best recruits every year. Um, what why aren't they winning? And eventually a coach is gonna figure that out though.
0: Well, for now he can concentrate on what's important, and that's the big game tomorrow. Night I'm glad I realized it was Friday night. I had my head that it was Saturday and I'm glad it's tomorrow night, but, uh, it's on a neutral site. Does that hurt the Huskies that it's not on their home
1: field? Well, I I mean, there's always an advantage playing in Seattle at that place. Uh, I mean, it's such an amazing place to, to play at and the crowd is just so into it. And the, you know, the sound just vibrates off those metal roofs they have. And, um, but they, they beat Oregon last year at Oregon. Uh, I think what's happened, though, Mark, since that game when Washington won this year, Washington has found a way to win every week, and Oregon has just steamrolled yep. everyone they've played. And so because of that, you see, you know, oddsmakers have the game as nine-and-a-half points. Oregon's favored by nine-and-a-half. You know? So, um, yeah, and those guys are no dummies, the those oddsmakers. But, uh, you know, I think... The one thing you just can't wrap your head around when you're making the odds is teams like Washington that just always find a way to win, no matter what it is. If it's the rain, if you saw they've had 52 starters that they've missed this year out and, um, they've found a way to overcome all those things and just continue to get out there and get a W.
0: Curtis Riggs, our guest, and he is in, in Las Vegas for the game tomorrow night when University of Washington takes on Oregon. Uh, the the pretty the interesting thing about the the big picture here with this starting tomorrow night and going through Saturday, there could be uh, a, just a complete upheaval of who's going to go to the playoffs based on what happens on Friday and Saturday, as opposed to where it's at right now.
1: Oh my gosh, you're not kidding, Mark. I mean, this is maybe one of the the craziest, and I don't know if there's ever been more pressure on this committee than this year, because you, you look at all the what-ifs. Like, what if Alabama beats Georgia? I mean, do they both get in? Right. If, uh, it, you know, Florida State, who could go undefeated and get left out? Um, I, I mean, there's there's just a lot of what-ifs, and there's going to be some good teams that do get left out. There's going to be some great bowl games of teams that aren't playing for the championship, uh, but you're going to get four great teams that do get in.
0: Don't you think Florida State should be left out just because their quarterbacks hurt?
1: Well, I mean, they're still winning. They're still winning. They, if they if they win their conference championship without him, um, you know, it's hard to say that they don't deserve it. It'd be really hard to say that you're going to put a team that has one loss in. You know, if, if Alabama or Texas or Oregon, for example, if any of those teams made it in, I mean, Florida State can say, well, what else could we have done? Uh, you know, I mean, even after he got hurt, we're still we're still winning. So. That's a, that's a difficult argument, but I do see what you're saying though.
0: Yeah, I just, I feel like you gotta take the best four at this point. Who's playing the best right now? I mean, you could even have an argument for Ohio State. They only lost by, you know, it was a close game at Michigan, uh, and they were number one for a lot of the season leading up to that or number two and undefeated. Yeah, it just, yeah, yeah. if Washington can win, they're in.
1: Yeah, that, that's really all, you know, Kalen worries about. I, I know they're for a while. It, it was really brought up about Washington had the number two strength of schedule, but they were still ranked fourth or fifth there. Um But, you know, things just play out. And that's what I think this weekend will will do. I, I mean, I don't think uh Iowa has much of a chance to beat Michigan. I think Michigan's going to get in. But I think everyone else is nervous. But Ohio State's in the same spot they were in last year, though. They did not play in the conference championship game, and they still – got in because other pieces just fell into place
0: yeah and that could happen curtis riggs our guest from vegas um how concerned are you with how the offense has sputtered in recent weeks for the huskies because that has been in the last in the two years that kalen has been there uh for the most part they've been unstoppable and all of a sudden they've struggled
1: yeah and i think some of it's the inconsistency of of mike you know michael Penix is um, it, I think this is a make or break for him to have any chance at the Heisman. He's got to have one of those outstanding, eye-popping games that we saw early in the season. Um, he still found a way to make the big plays when needed, like the fourth down throw against Oregon State. Um, but he, he's he got to get back to the path of uh, accurate throws, and not just accurate throws that are shallow, accurate throws downfield. That's what made him so special is he was placing the ball 40 yards downfield for his guys to have a chance to make a play, and they have their number two receiver back, McMillan. That's that's going to help a lot, but uh, you got to keep that Oregon offense off the field, though.
0: And Polk's got to start catching the ball occasionally. Yeah,
1: yeah. The Oregon State game was a disaster for him. Um, he's really counted. They they have five NFL receivers though, um, but the the one obviously Rome and then McMillan uh being healthy is is going to be a huge part.
0: I thought McMillan would have gone fairly high in the draft last year as a slot receiver had he gone. Um it's it's too bad they haven't had him, but you're right, they've got so yeah. many weapons on the offensive side of the well, ball and,
1: and I think his injury is actually going to lead him to probably end up staying now. He's not going to go in the draft this year, I don't think, because of what's happened this year and come back and and try to have a season like what Rome Woodson's has done. Uh,
0: is there a better receiver in college football than number 1?
1: I, you know, it's got to be 1A and 1B with him and, and Harrison at yeah. Ohio State. I think those two are, are phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I, I I know everybody raves about Harrison, as they should. But, boy, Rome, is a, he's, he's right there, too.
1: Yeah, he is. He's going to be just an exceptional NFL receiver. He, he'll go the first day of the draft. So will the defensive end. And, uh, and then Penix, I think this is a big one for him for – where he, he could potentially go in the draft also.
0: I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him stay till the second round for the Patriots to take him.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure he doesn't care. He wants to go as soon as possible, but, um, I'm sure the Patriots are trying to find a way to move up also.
0: Well, they're, they're third now. So yeah, there's not a whole you know. lot of room to move up, but <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking they could take Harrison first and then get Penix right away yeah. in the ra- second yeah. round, but. And that's possible it is so your thoughts about the game tomorrow because uh, i I'm nervous uh, I've been nervous yeah. the last several weeks and yeah. and and Oregon is way better than anybody they have beaten the last several weeks and all these games have come right down to the wire
1: yeah the thing you notice about Oregon is at, when I was at the Oregon Washington game last time I was down on the field before the game the length of their DBs I mean, they're so long, so athletic, and then the size of their offensive line, oh my goodness, they are just monsters. And they get that little running back behind that line. And when they get rolling, if they mark where they, if Washington can stymie them on first down, that is critical. Cause when Oregon is the best is when they're getting five, six yards on first down, they pretty much have you to do whatever they want with you offensively. And so if Washington can win on first downs, they'll be in a good situation. Is
0: their line bigger than Brandon Valley's?
1: <laughs> That's about the comparison. Yeah, college football, Oregon, and then uh, high school football, Brandon Valley.
0: Well, Brandon Valley's like, what, 285 for the average yeah. and 6'4?
1: Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, these high guys school. are a lot bigger than that, but, uh, I, boy, and they're just mean. I mean, if you watched, uh, uh, the show on ESPN in the mornings when, uh, the guys doing the pancake blocks—they're um, showing all those. It's almost Oregon every week demonstrating those. I mean, it's—they're—they're uh, they're nasty.
0: Hey, as a former quarterback, uh, how did you feel watching Josh Dobbs struggle the other night? I've stuck up for him. Three of those four interceptions were balls that could or should have been caught, or they were tipped or whatever. And it's—isn't it—isn't it funny how quickly fans just turn on somebody in sports? Oh
1: yeah, yeah, and sometimes those things can just be contagious too. Sometimes you try to be so perfect also that you end up like he threw a ball that was so perfect to Addison that Addison, well, it bounced off his helmet. Yeah, It went right through his hands, bounced off his helmet. And, you know, Addison was probably not quite ready that fast, that quick out of his break. But Dobbs is thinking, i got to be perfect now. And it throws your timing off. And then you just get in your head. And, yeah, and then you know the fans are going to be relentless and, but in the NFL, you, you just can't make those types of mistakes over and over.
0: No, you can't. But I, I like him. I, I think yeah. he brings a, an element of, of uh, energy and he's just dynamic that they they haven't had you know in decades. Sometimes,
1: sometimes when a quarterback struggling like that too, though a coach can find a way to get him back into the game. You know, don't continue to try to throw him in situations where he may make a bad read. Control his read, make him have an easy throw to let him start to get back the rhythm.
0: Yeah, obviously that didn't happen on Monday night. Or
1: you could be like the Patriots, who had a wide open guy in the end zone, <laughs> and your quarterback just un- <laughs> underthrows him by ten yards. Uh, he had another awful
0: one against the Giants. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh. he's
1: not going to start anymore, is he, Mark? N- no, he's not. He's done. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, and 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 as a former quarterback, how much does it pain you? To see somebody struggle like that when you know it's in their head now.
1: Well, it's like I remember Chuck Knobloch when he, yep. you know, he had trying to throw to first base. I mean, that's, that's the same thing, you yep. know. And, and think, I mean, actually, I mean, he's played at the top level. I mean, he's, yeah, it, that's what's incredible. It but it just shows you once you start to get demoralized and, and uh, can't win and and you're you're the cause of the mistake. It, you just, you're so afraid that you're going to continue to do that. You end up doing it. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, have fun in Vegas. What stays there, what happens there stays there. Unless That's I, find, right. unless I find out about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mark. All yeah. will right. talk to you later. Have fun. Bye bye.
0: Curtis Riggs, our guest here, as he is in Las Vegas for the Pac-12 championship tomorrow night. You can see that game. I think it's on ABC. Uh, I think it's at seven o'clock. I'm going to have to double check. I'll, I'll let you know when we come out of the break.
1: Remember, FDIC, equal housing lender, insurance and trust services, not FDIC insured. Ring in the new year with Ashley's Orange Tag Sale. Save on new arrivals, best sellers, and everything in between. Just follow the tags in store to locate the best deals of the year. Bring your sleep to the next level with up to 20% off our best-selling Ashley Sleep mattress in a Box options. Plus, take advantage of easy financing plans designed to make your purchase even more affordable. New year, new home, new you. Only at Ashley. Finance is available with approved better on qualifying purchases ask store for details this guy had more issues with his eyes Yep, any time of day. But as for straighter, I sure can't help with that. <laughs> I, I know that. <laughs> but our golf pro certainly Four. can. <laughs> Give us a call or stop by any of our locations
0: to see what we're all about. Or go to joingreatlife.com. Live, play, better at Great Life. Welcome back to Calling All Sports.
1: This portion of the show is brought to you by Arby's, Overhead Door, Great Life Health and Fitness, Lewis Drug. Furniture Mart USA and Fireplace Pros.
0: So, yes. To confirm, the Oregon, Washington game is Friday night on KSFY. Uh 7 o'clock kickoff. Oregon's 11 and 1. Washington's 12 and 0. The key games to watch. There's three. Georgia and Alabama. That's Saturday at 3 o'clock. That's on CBS. Georgia's number 1, 12 and 0. Alabama's number 8, 11 and 1. And they're playing great football right now. Then you've got uh, at, let's see, what's the other game? Oh, well, Michigan and Iowa, not, and Michigan should win that game. That game is on uh, Fox on Saturday night. Florida State plays Louisville. That game's Saturday night at 7 o'clock, also on ABC. If Florida State wins that over Louisville, Cardinals are 10 and 2. If Florida State wins that, even with their quarterback hurt, as Kalen was, or as Curtis was saying, how do you keep them out when they've done everything they could possibly do? My argument is you take the best 12 teams based on who's available to them now, but it's a great argument. If they go 12-0, it's really hard to keep them out of the playoffs, especially if there's only two undefeated teams left. Uh, the road to the Final Four is clear. If Washington wins, they are in the playoffs. If they don't, they're not, and Oregon certainly could be, but it just depends on what happens with everybody else. Texas still has an outside shot, but I really doubt it. Uh, they're 11 and 1, though, and they play Oklahoma State 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. That game is on ABC. You also want to make sure you watch uh, Road to Frisco. That's a Saturday morning show that Zach and I will be down at the Dome. It's a 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock show. We'll be at the Dome, and Cooper will be at Dana J., J., uh, Dana J Dykau Stadium in Brookings. We'll be previewing the FCS playoffs. South Dakota State, uh, the road. The road to Frisco goes through Brookings. Jack Rabbits are defending national champions. They are the top seed. They have the home field advantage all the way through the playoffs until Frisco. USD could get a couple of games. They're the third seed. So if they win on Saturday, they could get another they probably will get another home game. But South Dakota State is where the road to Frisco goes through. That's Saturday morning at nine o'clock. We'll talk again tomorrow.
1: Save big money
0: in your next painting project
1: right